inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. About the fear of public speaking, do you believe that everything has been already written? Our today's guest will tell us that not. There are new things that you can know about the fear of public speaking. Michael Hook is a public speaker and author and serial entrepreneur. Currently, he is the founder and CEO of Supersoul Helsinki, a sale hacking company based in Helsinki, Finland. He just published the book, Crushing the Fear of Public Speaking. Mikael believes that we all have unused talent that just waits us to put it into use and to take us to the next level. Hello, Mikael. Hi. Hey, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for being, uh, well, actually, I am in your office, very nice office. Congratulations well, for that. Well, thank you very much for that. And congratulations for your book that you just uh, published. Th thanks. You know, it's been a, it's an awesome week. <laughs> I can imagine... How is your energy these days feeling the, the good comments about your book? Well, so please, let's get started. Knowing how you became um, a sales expert, sales coach, and also a public speaker, please tell us how, how the life led you to that. Right, right, yeah. I think uh, there's, no, um, there's no kid in this world that, you know, dreams that, yeah, when, when I'm becoming, you know, an adult, you know, I'm going to become a sales coach or public mm. speaker. I guess, you know, that's when, when you are there, you know, you're dreaming about becoming a policeman or, or fireman or something like that. Um, and that was also the case for me. I, I actually never figured out that I would become a sales coach or sales expert per se or public speaker. I've actually, uh, when I was, uh, like teenager and, and even a little older than that, I was very, um, like very shy and, 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 you know, somebody that I didn't have a, a lot of friends. Uh, and, uh, and from there coming to the, to this point, it's like, um, it's the whole, whole different life, what I have right now. But yeah, I guess, you know, it's life, life that, you know, when I started to make my own companies, I realized that, you know, I can't, I can't survive if I don't become a, Uh, if I don't start to bring my companies up and, and you know, talk to people and, and promote my company and such, and then actually realize that, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. You know, I'm, I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at uh, on stage and, and so, et cetera. And it just, you know, probably kind of automatically just led my way to here where I'm around now. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you made the decision of becoming an entrepreneur, well, you need sales skills, no? <laughs> There's no. Um, yeah, most of the times, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that that's one of the most important things. Yeah. Thing, definitely, yeah. Okay, excellent. You find that you were good at that and you encourage yourself to keep going into that. Okay, um, and you also told us that you were shy, so you had some of this fear of public speaking, I believe. So that's, I guess, it's part of the reason of yes. telling. I haven't read your book, but. I might guess that you are telling your story how from your from your own um, um, well, limitations of or uh, weaknesses you decided to um, you became a public speaker you found your formula let's say yeah 
Is that the reason why you uh, wrote the book Focus on the Fear of Public Speaking or what else uh, was the motivation for? Um, I think there's uh, more than one answer for that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, I, I've been I've been teaching some some amount of, of people to speak better uh, in front of audience uh, like this the, these recent years, and uh, I realized that uh, fear of public speaking is one of the most is is one of the top uh, fears in in the world. Actually, there's a uh, There's even one one study that says that there are people more willing to die than go on stage yeah. uh, in front of audience. It's strange because at the same time, those people and we all we are talking to each other every day. So I was I was kind of thinking that okay, what's the deal there? Where like you and me, we can we can chat uh, like everyday stories. Everything, no, no problem. We're not, we don't have a fear, but when people come and you know sit in a row in front of you, then you know everything changes. And, and why is that? So um, I wanted to write a book about it. You know, I, I write it. I wanted to like like um, field tested tips to give to overcome the fear, understanding that why it comes and uh, what you should do to to overcome it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the, the the biggest reason there, yeah, yeah. And who is the when you start writing a book? Who who you 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 had on your mind? Who should read it? Uh, what about the person that you do mostly benefit with this book? Um, everyone who is in corporate life um, finding their way to brand themselves better in, in their in their field, uh, and also people who want to become. Uh, influencers, uh, people who want to get more friends, get better uh, work, uh, etc. I, I guess this would be something. And and you know my my belief is that in the future the skill the you know the skill set in in talking publicly is is one of the uh, greatest skills what you should have and, and acquire if you want to become a true professional in the future world. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more with that. I was thinking also, do you have some stage fright moment that you remember? Um, like from my experience. Yes. Yeah. Experience. yeah. Um, actually, I have it still, even though I, I do it constantly, I still have, like every every time I go on stage, I have this uh, like butterflies in my stomach. And mm. uh, that's, uh, that's a natural thing. When you want to do something uh, very well and... and You know the risks and and so on. It's it's obvious that you're gonna feel those, uh, but you shouldn't be afraid of it though. So you know, yeah, I I have it always. Used to have it, you know. I think it's it's a thing that people are not uh, trained to control their feelings, uh, and when the butterfly uh, feeling hits you, you you kind of like. Uh, You mess it up. You start to fear it, and you're like panicking that, oh my god, what's gonna, what's what's happening, and 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 then you're gonna just, it, it becomes like a like a, um, it, it, it creates like a snowball effect, and that's the, that's the wrong way. Uh, when you learn to just handle your your emotions, when you learn to manage yourself, uh, these kind of feelings they are just empowering you and and, and make you put put your best. Mm. Yeah, matter of controlling your your emotions, and so you haven't have any any 
truly bad experience about this, I, I can see. <laughs> but I haven't had personally, so uh, it happens. But uh, as you said, many even very experienced professional speakers have these butterflies in the stomach. Of course, everybody have them. They yeah. know how to handle yes. most of the time. <laughs> I can tell you one, one story. You know, I was actually on stage, and this is my, my the worst moment What I had. I was on stage. Uh, I was pitching, actually, one of one of the startups what we had back in the days. And, and maybe after a minute or so, uh, I was just starting about, you know, m maybe my third stage uh you know third third public speaking experiences and this uh, judge was you know watching there and he said like okay i'm gonna stop you right now i have absolutely zero idea what you're talking about oh, uh so why you are there why your friend is also there he's not speaking at all now get the fuck out of the stage i was like okay okay cool and you know that was uh it was a devastating moment uh i think there would have been uh I was in a crossroad in a sense. Uh, one way would have been, if I could, let's say like to the left, would have been that, okay, I'm not going to do speaking anymore, you know, mm, yeah. awful experience, you know, in front of audience, somebody shouts that, you know, get off the stage, nobody understands you. Then the other way is that I should get better. Yeah, exactly. I chose that one. Uh, and I, get, <laughs> I got better. Great choice. So, so for me, it was, uh, I love I, I, I took it as a humor, uh, and, uh, I, I just decided, okay, hey, it's, it's, it's really my fault that they didn't understand, you know. I have to be more, more, more clear when I, you know, talk my things. And then I actually started to pay attention what, what I'm gonna do on stage. Hmm. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, the, yeah, those are stories. Yeah, sooner or later someone will have these experiences that, okay, People are not kind enough, don't really understand that. You might have some bad day, maybe you were rumbling because some reason, but there's no reasons to uh, to stop you in that way. But yeah. great that you, in that crossroads, you said you took the the right path, and now that's why we are here. To yeah, together. exactly. Yeah, and you know, I encourage everybody to choose always the, the path to uh educate themselves and get better you know instead of quitting you know it's quitting is easy you know everybody can do that uh, i think quitting is for losers uh when you choose to become better from your feedback that's that's when you truly become a talent um and and you know when you're talking publicly there's always people that don't like you that's obvious uh and and Especially in Finland uh, and probably in other countries too, but people tend to write negative feedback more than positive ones. Yeah, you know, if you don't get feedback, then probably people are just all right. Uh, if you get that bad <laughs> negative feedback, then you know somebody's really like. Then then, then it means that you have kind of a like um, you have edge, and that's always nice. So if you get bad feedback. It's good because, you know, somebody really, you know, there's really an edge on you and that's, that's always a good one. But if you get only bad feedback, like there's a hundred people watching you and 99% of them gives you bad feedback, then probably you have to, you know, rethink of your, your way of, of, of presenting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're correct about this. What would be your, your top piece of advice about crushing the fear of public speaking? There's no, there's no like a silver bullet mm. in, in that case. Uh, there's a lot of different kind of fears. Um, some people are afraid of, 
uh, being on the stage. And like when they go on stage, they get this like a stage fright. Some, some, some people, uh, get, get, uh, they, they are fearing before going on stage. So, you know, it really depends, uh, of, of the fear. But if there would be one thing that would, you know, touch these all different kind of fears are, you know, it, it's the thing that, you know, that you, you should kind of like rationalize that why I'm feeling like this, you know, where this come, where this come from, you know, uh, when I'm, when I'm, you know, if, if I feel like I'm straight, uh, stage fright, frightened and, uh, I don't want to go on stage, then I have to think that, you know, why, why I feel this way? I, am I not prepared? Do I have my presentation already there? Is my mic already check? Uh, what about the audience? Do, you, do I feel like I'm professional enough or whatever, whatever it is? And when you find the reason, you kind of want to rationalize to yourself like, okay, look, somebody paid me to come here. Somebody believes that I have some knowledge that other, others don't have. Obviously, there's not gonna, no, there's always been some, somebody who is no, who knows better than you. That's, that's the obvious thing. But there's also a lot of people who knows less about your things, what you do. And, and that's your audience. That's who you're talking to. You're not teaching, you know, if you're teaching leadership, you are not teaching Simon Sinek to, you know, uh, about how, how to lead people. You're not teaching him, but you're teaching the ones, you know, who read Simon Sinek's books, right? When you are in front of audience and you have these uh, fear moments, realize that somebody believes that you're. It's, it's it's not coincidence that you are there. You know, it's it's not random. It's you're there for a reason, and uh, be proud of it. You know, you're gonna be a rock star. You know, you're <laughs> you're the, you're the center of attention. You know, you're, you're gonna be the one. You know, people pay to come to see you, and that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And if they don't pay you, someone has believed and give you this, this privilege of having this, uh, whatever is 10, 15, 20 minutes slot. And yeah. Yeah. In, 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 yeah, exactly. Even they don't pay you, you know, it's, it's still, you know, the same sign that somebody believes that you have something worth, mm -hmm. uh, sharing. And even people wouldn't pay to come there. They, they pay it as, uh, devoting their time to come there. Exactly. You know, you could be somewhere else, but you're there. Why? Well, because you're there. Mm -hmm. And as you focus your book on the field of public speaking, you might have also heard some good and bad advice about how to beat the field of public speaking. Let's focus on the bad one. Yes. Tell me if you know someone, some, some of these bad advice that you challenge and you, 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 you think it's, it's not, it's not a right. Yeah, that's amazing question. Uh, really love it. Uh, there's a lot of bad advice around. Uh, sometimes I, I really think, you know, just wonder where these things come from. You know, probably they're coming from people who are not actually speaking. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know where they come from, or maybe they're very personal ones and, and it only, it's good for a very niche amount of people. But yeah, um, Number one, I have actually two things what people teach, and that's uh, usually very wrong, wrong, wrong to do. When you're practicing, don't film yourself. There's, uh, there's this uh, kind of advice that says that okay, film yourself uh, like on camera when you're practicing, and and you know you know where you're worst, and when you, you where you should get better. The thing is that when you're practicing, uh, you're gonna you're gonna look very bad, and and when you 
start to look yourself from from the camera. Uh, your sound sounds bad. Uh, your your behavior sounds horrible, and you actually start fearing, you know, talking even more. It doesn't matter how you look there. It doesn't matter how you sound there, because you know when you are like keynote speaker, it's it's the point is that you have your own character there. It, you know when when Arnold Schwarzenegger talks, you know he's not trying to hide his um, hide his um, accents. Mm, yeah, he's not trying to be an American, right? He's uh, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's it's a huge advantage for him. When you hear uh, his his speak, you know you realize, hey, that's Arnold, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he's proud of it. So, so, so whatever you have, your, your flukes and stuff, you know, it's, it's always good. It's, it, it gives, it makes you, uh, unique. So that's why when you're filming yourself, it's always horrible experience. If you're not like trained TV star, it's going to be horrible. Like I, I know no one, you know, who is good in, in that. So, so, um, so don't do it. It's uh, it, it just and this is this is advice that came came to me when I was, um, when I was uh, in in one of the best uh, speaking academies uh, in in Nordics, and this teacher told us that. So, so it's not only you know it's not my invention. Uh, another thing is that there's an advice that think audience you know naked. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, really, I always wondered that. I actually tried it once. Really, really just, you know, confused me. You know, I, I lost my words. Why would I think, you know, people are naked, you know, that I would feel right, you know, it would feel strange to talk to people, you know, who are all, all naked. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a strange advice. Uh, what you should do instead is that you, you can do two things. And what I do, uh, I try to find one pe- one person from the crowd that smiles and you know gives me like positive feedback about my talk. Uh, he or she laughs when I tell a joke, smiles when I give give you you know ideas and and writes down about the things what I present. I I'll try to, I start to talk to her or him, or if you don't find one, or if if the if the audience is too like lights are too dimmed and you can see, then I always just you know watch to the horizon of the audience. It looks like I'm watching all of them into the eyes, but I'm actually watching over them to the horizon. Uh, that way you're actually alone in your head and you're just giving your best, uh, your, your best be speak and that's going to be uh, like unfiltered and, and always uh, very, very interesting and very nice to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Imagine your audience naked. I don't know who has invented this, but yeah. Maybe as a pervert, you know, like, like <laughs> just like enjoy seeing people. Yeah, but interesting how this has been spreading. I guess this advice has been for, for decades and people yeah, still yeah, talk it's about been it. for a while, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that conquering the fear of public speaking, um, it's important. It's, I think it's a must. You have to, even you have the butterflies, um, Find a way to control your emotions, not to yes. to handle as you as you said. But that might not be enough to be a great speaker. So, what is what is someone reads your book um, and gets the okay, managed to get out of the field of public speaking, controlling? But what else a uh, person needs to become a great speaker, in your opinion? 
Um, I also c- covered that in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a short book, but I, I still managed to put that there. Um, just I realized the saying that you know it's not just you know conquering your fears, but it's uh, you know how you become a charismatic speaker. You know I'm, I've always admired TED speakers, like TED talks, uh, TEDx, uh, and, and you know the way they present their ideas. Um, so that's you know what I used as a, as a metric, you know, talk, when when we're talking about charismatic speaker. Uh, well, the thing is that to become a charismatic speaker uh, after conquering the fears is that you become you you are your yourself, but not the not the one you are you know in a living room with your friends and family, but the one um, kind of like a rock star version of you, mm-hmm. but like you, like let's say like. Uh, when when uh, uh, Aerosmith are are you know when they are playing, you know the singer, he's uh, not like he's you know back at home, but he's like still unique. Mm-hmm. It's not two of a kind, right? So that that's the idea that you kind of like enhance and and you maximize your persona on the stage. You know, some people they are very talkative. You know, they talk a lot. They talk very fast. Some people talk very slow. Some people keep uh, long pauses, and some people don't keep pauses at all. <laughs> and all of these can be, you know, all of them can be very charismatic, good speakers. But if you try to be something else that you are not uh, in your in your uh, like real you, it's not like that. You're always gonna look fake and. That's also when you realize that you are fake, when you have even this uh, slightest hint of idea that, oh my God, I'm actually fake. You know, I'm th- this is not me normally. Then you're gonna start to fear talking again. So it's important when you conquer your fears is that you fear figure out what's what are my like key uh, key uh, things in my person. You know, in my persona, uh, that makes me unique and enhance those, you know, mm-hmm. put a lot of energy there. Uh, if it's, if it's going to be, uh, if there's a microphone, if there's a cameras, they all take energy off from your presence. So you have to be more energetic than you actually think. I'll give you one idea, uh, example. If you, if you're watching TV shows and there's, uh, there's a TV hosts, you know, um, and they look like very professional, you know, when they're doing it. Uh, pay attention, you know, how much energy, energy they have there. Mm. Imagine that you would be on, uh, in the audience and watch it. It would be like a freak show, you know, because, you know, the, the host would be, you know, just like throwing his hand and, you know, like looking like a crazy people, uh, crazy person. But when they, when he's, uh, filmed to camera, you know, that he actually looks like normal. And then when the, there's people who are not, like normally on camera, they they look almost like like dead, you know, because they are like they're like normal. Yeah, because that that, that that's what happens, you know. Mm. These all these uh, recording stuff, they just sucks the energy out. So you have to be more energetic. That's also on the stage. Put energy up. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why you need to so amplify your your persona. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, it's it's a it's a good point. What you said that you need to find out your the things that are that makes you distinct, unique, and amplify that. No, so 
make them look um, the people will notice this so but how do you find this uh, because i'm sure not everybody easily finds them people f usually focus actually in the negative things f yeah. finds that okay uh, i speak too fast or uh, this kind of stuff exactly um that's true uh and when when you're thinking negatively there's always the positive side also mm. so if it's a, a talk too fast you know there's on the opposite version of it so yeah, then don't talk that faster you know sure. <laughs> that's the thing slow down mm. if, if you're if you're that kind of a person um but it's it's there, there you you can get you know this far just by thinking and and you know planning and such but You have to actually practice. You have to actually go on stage. Uh, from the repetition, you'll find your things. Um, when I started my, my, my speaks, I was a lot different than I'm nowadays. Uh, because, you know, it's when you, when you start, like, okay, when you, when you learn how to, how to, how to ride bike, um, Obviously, first, you know, it's going to be very, you know, even though you would have, you know, read three books about how to ride a bike, you watch tutorials from YouTube, how to ride a bike, and you ask advice from the bike advisors. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot, the, all the knowledge of how to ride a yeah, bike. Yeah. But if you don't touch the pedals, and if you don't try to go forward, you're, you're still, you're, you're an academic in yeah. riding the bike, but you're, you don't have the field experience. So when you have the field experience, then you start to actually realize, hey, okay, um, this is how I ride my bike. And maybe one day you become a BMX, you know, superstar. But the thing is that that all happens from, from just, you know, practicing. So go on stage and you, know, you don't have to be perfect when you go on your first stage. You know, definitely you can't be perfect, but who cares? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a very good analogy. And, Simple but very important piece of advice that you have to go to the stage and speak. That's that's the way you become better. Yeah. We are we are all work in progress. Mm. We're not ready ones. <laughs> None of us. Mikael, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? My quote my, my quotation is is one I use uh and I know it's not probably from, from you know I, I invented I invented it, but I'm sure that I didn't I wasn't the first who invented it, you know. But I didn't hear it from anyone else. Uh, kind of a, it's a probably mixture of, of of others. But I keep saying all the always that, you know, you know, action matters most. That's my quotation on, on everything. You can plan and you can uh, think things through like until you die. But nothing really happens if you don't take the action. And especially, you know, when we're talking about public speaking and becoming a public speaker, I know I can tell you 20 guys, uh, who's, who all, all say that, yeah, I, I want to become a public speaker. Uh, I want to be on stage and, you know, talk about my company or, or, or et cetera. But all of these, they just talk because they don't take the first step. They don't start, they don't, they, they, they do nothing about it. They just talk, they want to be, but they don't become one. Uh, and, and even after a year or two or five years, uh, they're still talking about it. I should do it, but I, I don't do it. But <laughs> if you put, you know, if you, if you go action first, uh, something happens. Like no plan, only action, something happens, but 
no action, only plan, nothing happens. Mm. Obviously, I'm not saying that you shouldn't plan anything, but but you shouldn't you shouldn't consider that it's 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 only you are on your comfort zone when you're planning. It's easy, you know, you're because you're just planning, you know, you're thinking it through, but uh, you're you're in your own comfort zone when you actually go out and you start doing it. And that's why I say action matters most. If you want to get in your life, whatever you, whatever it is, it's always action. Take the first step. You don't don't even think the whole concept. Just you know, take the first step. When you're eating elephants, you don't you know like eat the whole elephant like in the one bite. You have to you know like cut it up in small pieces and maybe one year after you're gonna you have you have eaten an elephant. Okay, you have if, eaten if you, elephant. If you like elephants, you know, and per se. <laughs> okay, okay, that's. Exotic diet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a na- na- national <laughs> animal in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Could you now recommend us one book that has been for you particularly inspiring or functional? Yeah. Uh, and this book is not about public speaking, but it's it affects on all areas of life. So if you read it, you probably become a public speaker if you if you wanted to be become one. Um, and the book is called uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, mm-hmm. uh, written by Mark Manson. It's, it, I, I've actually seen it now. I, I read it maybe a year or two before. When, when it came out on, uh, in New York, I, I bought it and, and I read it. I really loved it. Uh, he's a brilliant writer. He's also a funny one, but he kind of like... he. What what he does better than others because the the subject is nothing new. There's nothing new in the subject, but he just makes it so down to earth that people actually realize that yes, we overthink our life and we are our own worst enemies. So if we just focus on uh, giving a fuck of these things that actually matter, our lives are so much easier. Why we are why we are paying attention on 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 some strange details that are not affecting our lives. If if you know you are getting divorced and your your kids hate you and you're losing your job, why you are caring that you know your neighbor bought a new car or you get pennies from 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 a cashier? Who cares? You know, take care of your family first and take care of work first. Get your things right and and care care the things that actually matter. And uh, that's why I recommend reading that book. It's an amazing book. People love it. Uh, yeah, it changed my life too. Okay. Sounds really good and fun. <laughs> yeah. Could you now share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend as daily, regularly, a routine to shine? Yeah, um, two things. Uh, one is that Uh, like I said, the repetition is the surest way to become a better speaker. So what I do uh, when I when I drive to my clients or you know I'm I'm alone, I always kind of like practice my speak. Uh, it can be so like a small because you know like when you're talking and when you are uh, presenting, it's good to have this kind of like a like a phrase is what you use every time when you are being, those are the ones that emphasize your, emphasize your uh, points. You know, it can be like, I give you the example, you know, I could say it in two ways. 
Uh, one way would be saying if I would be opening like a mall or something that, yes, this mall took took twenty、uh, thousand people to build it up, and uh, uh, we are very grateful to have it now here. Okay, the very simple one.、Mm-hmm. But if you can, you can also say like 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 this: like this mall took ten、uh, ten years of of labor, working, digging,、uh, building, and and structuring. And and people died, and people gave birth to make this new thing happen. You know, it sounds more、mm. powerful, right?、Mm. Okay, this is just I just you know threw it out from my my head. I, I didn't practice, but but the point is that、uh, like like building, digging, structuring this thing, like this kind of stuff. You know, like you you start to these kind these things become to your like、uh, main phrases what you can use,、mm. and it empowers your points. Uh, and, and and you know we can also start your, your your you know beginnings when you go to the stage what you say first you know and and you you practice that so well, that's what I do that's what I recommend people to do when they are alone because when you do it enough you know you actually become very good at speaking it sounds very professional that's also what rappers do you know rappers they 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 are when they are like、uh, battling each other. You know they are actually they you know I have our friends who are like professional rappers and they say like they they learn they they teach themselves you know something like a, a rhymes that they can always use like things starting with R and then then as long when they know when they are battling they know that now it comes to R so you know then you just、uh, you just throw like ten R <laughs> you know words and such and you just like wow how did you do that well they've been practicing a lot. So that's the one thing, and and the other thing is about you know opening up your voice.、Um, I, I I do it here because it's、uh, vocal stuff.、Um, uh, the way you can way you can pronounce better is that you know、um, and your S and R are sounding better is when you are. This looks a little strange, and you shouldn't probably do it in public, <laughs> but it's a very effective way and very fast way to open up your voice. Because it's not about you know how you use your、um, tongue, it's not about your flexibility in tongue, when we, when, what people usually believe, but it's about your 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 jaw and your lips. So you have the counts from one to twenty,、uh, pull, pulling your your、uh, tongue out as far as you can, and saying one to、uh, and counting from one to twenty,、uh, keeping your tongue out. And using your lips and, and jaw to make those sounds, so it would like like this, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like this. When you when you try to pronounce it as as well as you can,、mm-hmm. keeping your、uh, tongue out,、uh, your S becomes very clear, your R becomes very clear, and and、uh, your pronunciation is a lot better. So every time when you're on phone or when you're on stage. Do that. It takes you one minute, and you have a clear voice. All right. Thanks for the great vocal exercise. Sure, I'm sure that works. <laughs> I've been trying as a series. It's also in my book. <laughs> <laughs> It's also in your book. Okay,、But、another reason not. <laughs> another reason to pick your book.、Uh, well, thanks a lot, Mikael, for this very interesting interview. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been my pleasure. <laughs> Please tell us how we can learn more about you. What's the best to, the best way to find you? So obviously, I have my website,、uh, mikaelhook dot、uh, com. Then I have also、uh, website what is coming up. It's、uh, actionmatterstmost dot com. 
uh, there, there we're gonna, we're gonna show you, you know, how you can become better self of you, better, better version of you. And, um, then obviously, uh, through LinkedIn, Mikhail Hook always to your, is the way you can find and my book in Amazon, you know, it's now, now on sales there. So, uh, just go to Amazon, write Mikhail Hook, uh, H-U-G-G. That's, that's, that's how it's, it's written and you're gonna find it there. It's, uh, I hope I hope you like. I love the book. A lot of people liked it, so so take read it and uh, give me a review. Good one, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, it was fabulous talking with you, Mikael. Uh, all the best. All right, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 